Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Bloomer. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Today, it's uh, it's New Metal Forefathers Month, you guys. Yes. We are continuing through listening to albums of, uh, Jenny, you'd call them the Papas. Are you my Papa? Yes, the, the, I would call the them pa- the Papas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Papas of New Metal. Um, uh, this week, we're listening to Meantime by Helmet. Um, and basically how this works, if you, if you missed Rage Against the Machine last week, uh, but basically we are listening to these albums and deciding, is this a Papa? Is this a true forefather of New Metal? We read it in the books, the good book, other books, but like sometimes you got to just break it down and figure out the true parentage, and that's what we'll be doing. Uh, but before we get to that, guys, we got to talk about the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo number two. Nashville. <laughs> Nashville. Rock and Pod. Rock and Pod. That's right. It's Saturday, August 25th, 2018. At the Nashville Palace in Nashville, Tennessee, Roach Coach will be there. How certain am I that Roach Coach is going to be there? I just booked my hotel room. Jenny has booked her flights. That's right. I am booking my flights this week and my hotel room this week. I'll book my hotel room this week if this is what we're going to do. Don't (laughs) challenge me. I'm making a reservation at a restaurant on Friday night for us. Ooh, I'm, I'm serious. I'm very much. I was uh, looking over that menu once you mentioned it. I'm ready to go. Let's get some fucking ham, son. <laughs> All right. So we're going to be there. It's going to be very exciting. Um, also going to be there. The Discography Discussion Podcast. Love those guys. Talk to me podcast. Love that guy. Love that guy. Head from Corn's going to be there. Love I that guy. Don't know what to say to him, but incredibly happy to see that guy. Love that guy. Also going to be there, Toby motherfucking Wright. Is Producers be there. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. He's going to be there. Other people that will be there, members of Kiss, Winger, Bang Tango, Kick Tracy, Loudness, and Accept. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I only know like two of those bands, but... They're all going to be there, hanging out. There's going to be a lot of other podcasts there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Go to the Nashville Rock and Pod website, which is rockandpod.com. Get your ticks. Come on down. Hang out. It's going to be a lot of fun. There the it is. Other, the other it is. The other big event that we got to talk about. The there's a lot of festivals, you guys. A lot of festivals every year. Coachella, Lollapalooza, Riot Fest. Did you say T'Challa? T'Challa? No, I said Coachella. <laughs> but I'm sure next year T'Challa will have his own festival. That movie Is made it? a lot of money. Now, I'm no English major, <laughs> but don't most people say Coachella? What did I? I Co- Coachella? Coachella? <laughs> Is that what Coachella. Right. Ooh, Coachella. you fancied it up, my friend. All right. Coachella. Whatever. Coachella. Well, here's the thing I'm going to say about all those festivals. Fuck them. All right. right. Now we're talking. Because September 28th through the 30th, Louisville, Kentucky, louder than life 
festival. This thing is fucking wall to wall. Wall to wall. Fucking amazing. Who we got Friday, Matt? Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh sh- now you're not prepared. Okay. <laughs> hey, Lauren, who we got Friday? Friday, we got motherfucking Limp Biscuit. <gasps> Boom. Limp Biscuit, along with Avenged Sevenfold, Breaking Benjamin. Don't care about that. Limp Biscuit's going to be there. Also, Turnstile's going to be there. Uh, Islander, who I love. Suicidal Tendencies. That's not bad. Um, <laughs> that's not bad. That's not bad. Considering Fred has worn a suicidal tendencies something nearly every show. Yeah, exactly. On his European S- tour. Saturday. Dude. Godsmack. Five Finger Death Punch. Shine Down. Bush. Bush. Oh, there we Bush go. Bush is going to be there. So you get all that butt rock and you also get Bush. Motherfucking body count bullet for my valentine hell, hell yeah yes. hell yeah is gonna be there seven dust is gonna be there guar sick puppies cane hill i'm just naming some of these i don't know them. i know cane hill i don't know who sick puppies are then sunday it's like how are they gonna top it sunday i don't even i don't even fucking know nine inch nails Deftones, Ice Cube, Primus, Billy Idol, Billy Idol, Billy Idol, Billy Idol, Action Bronson, Clutch. Um, asking Alexandria, who Matt, you and I saw two minutes of at Corn. They played before a skillet, I believe. Yellow Wolf. Yep, the Sword. Glass jaw. Glass jaw. The Fever 333. Don't know who they are. Monster Magnet. <laughs> and then a couple of the bands I don't know. Spirit Animal. I don't know who they are. Anyway, that's a packed fest. But but right off the bat, Limp Biscuit, Nine Inch Nails, Deftones, Bush, JFC. Incredible. Jesus. G Wiz. Freaking Christmas. That's literally down the street from me, down the street by like, you know, 60 miles. I'm thinking about it, you guys. Go. I'm thinking about it. It's At least it. one of those days Nothing you got to go. think about. If, Just if I go. go, here's the thing. If I go, it's Friday because you can't miss, you can't miss the old boys in LB. Oh my gosh. Um. So yeah, so that's going to be amazing. And last but not least, guys, who's tweeting? Who's tweeting? Who is? Well, we listen to Cold. Then you had to listen to cold listeners, and I'm sorry for that personally. Then we got some responses over on the old IG. It's what the kids call Instagram. Oh, okay. they don't uh, call it the gram. No, uh, I don't know what they call it actually. I like the old IG. See yeah. me on IG. Yeah, uh, Trevor Danger says, unlike Jenny, I was into grunge and at the right age for this album to hit the sweet spot of angst for me. You three always make solid points, even if I disagree on this album, lacking pit starters. Send in the clowns as a crusher. <laughs> if you thought this wasn't new metal, then skip all future albums because they definitely aren't. Hashtag uh, Cold Store Creamery. Hashtag uh, Bucket Out 
What? I, I can't read these. <laughs> fuck it out. No, it's hashtag fuck, pu- fuck it, put it in the canon. Oh, I was like, fuck <laughs> it out. I don't remember that bit. <laughs> uh, and then uh, later he said, late comment, but wanted to point out that Fred Durst has a type. Butt rock vocalist. Scooter from Cold, Aaron from Stained, and Wes from Puddle of Mud. True, true, true. Thank you for He's, your comment. He definitely has a, uh, doesn't have, yeah, he has a type for sure. Over on Twitter, Scott Bowling said, love the episode. Thank you so much, Scott. Uh, Caleb. Always love hearing from Caleb. Hell yeah. Caleb's Caleb's OG. OG For real. Yeah. Uh, Was listening to the new episode, which I actually think is a good album, but you guys mentioned Butch so much, I just went and listened to 16 Stone. Hashtag Scooter. Hey, man. It's a classic record. Rock out. It's what we listen to pretty much any time we're driving home from a show together, Lauren. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Like, what do you want to listen to? Uh, and then we put on a Bush album. Just put on a Bush album. Uh, Alex says, I'm so glad Matt Noss brought up Creed on the cold episode. When <laughs> I hear the singer, all I hear is Scott Stapp and Gavin Rossdale. This album's a real pile of shit. Definitely not new metal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dream for an End said Cold's Bleed is the lyrical equivalent of tattooing a treble clef on your arm because you're a musician. Hashtag we get it. (laughs) Uh, Jack says, I'm not saying Cold is forgettable, but I listened to Roach Coach on Wednesday and it's Friday and I was like, did they do a new episode this week? And I had to look at my podcast app to try to figure it out. I feel like that's a roast on both Cold and us. (laughs) Which is fair. I did respond to that one, though. And my Uh, response was, we did a cold album? Uh, If only I could forget as easily as the rest of you beautiful (laughs) angels. Uh, AC said, while I agree it's more post-grunge than new metal, I still feel it was worth a listen. Jenny Bloomer was ice cold in this app, (laughs) but we all saw it coming. Must agree the vocals are pretty routine, but I'll say it with my dying breath. This album is not butt rock. I'll ask you to not do Year of the Spider. I can't listen to you tear it to pieces like this album. No problem. <laughs> done and done. <laughs> uh, over on, I'm sorry that we destroyed something you love, but, you know, <sighs> I was ice cold. Ice cold. I stand listen, by it. For all of the cold fans who feel really brutalized, Go meet up with Nick Fenton and his Fly Banger support group. They will welcome you in with open arms. Nick <laughs> they really, Fenton. They really went through it. <laughs> All right. Over on Facebook, Josh Toomey of the Talk To Me podcast says, Scooter's a genius and the entire first Corn album goes in the canon. Is that a wish? <laughs> uh, it's a good troll. It's a good troll. It's a good troll. I agree. Speak uh, of the devil, Nick Fenton says, I agree with half of the statement, and it is the corn half. That was in response to Josh Toomey there. Mm-hmm. And we got some fun emojis, too. All right. Uh, Greg Alexander Neville says, I'm excited to listen to this one. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. If this is an okay place to throw in requests, I'd like to do this one. Catatonia, Viva Emptiness. Catatonia were, a newer, were never a new metal band. But they had bounced around musical styles for years, but that had been more of a gradual change from their original death metal sound to a dark indie rock one. Suddenly, in the middle of the dark days of 2003, they dropped Viva Emptiness, a huge left turn of an album from their old sound, containing electronics, groove-based riffs, and a ton of intensity. The accusations that they had gone new metal immediately popped up. 
It's a subject that still inspires endless arguments on message boards. Was Viva Emptiness new metal? I'd love to hear what the folks on this podcast have to say about it. Well, thank you very much. Maybe we'll yeah. check it out. Yeah, thank you, Greg. I mean, hey, if it's blowing up the message boards, then that means it's promising for songmediums.com. Very true. Very true. Uh, Gabriel uh, Scribble, as you may know him, says, Still absolutely atrocious. If Creed had a son, it would be cold. A disappointing son at that. My people. My people. <laughs> uh, Daniel Terry come back and said, The worst parts of Creed and Stained in a blender, a combination that should only exist as a warning of what not to mix. Woo. Oof, true, though. Uh, Nick Jones says, is there any combination of new metal and butt rock that isn't terrible? Also, let's be honest. If you're doing cold and Godsmack, we may as well do Weathered by Creed. It's awful, but there are hints of new metal. What man. did we ever do to you, Nick Jones? Jeez, Nick. <laughs> Come on, uh, man. man I'm hanging out by a thread here. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh geez uh nick fenton said have been trying to figure out why i liked cold back in the day matt summed it up perfectly at the end of the episode when he said this is an alone kind of sad and it hit me that time frame i felt and was actually very alone so that's why i enjoyed it then sure it's butt rock i see that now i can fully appreciate jenny's critique of this album good work guys i like saying jenny's critique of this album <laughs> I mean, we all had critiques. I understand that mine were stronger, but I, I like this. Just like it's like when someone hears like, "Oh, what was Jenny's critique?" and it was like, "Oh, you know when you like put a put something in a bag of shit?" Wasn't that one of them or something? Probably. I'm not saying I don't ever claim to be somebody who's giving like some sort of like intelligent, nuanced take. I'm just like, I like this or I don't, and then I just describe what I think it is. I'm not trying to like Christ gal this. That's fair. <laughs> Although he basically like bag of shit would right. be one of his too. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's, I yeah. am trying to Christ. It's an emoji it. of a butt passing <laughs> gas. <laughs> yes. With like a little fly flying around it. Yeah. Uh, That's, that would be it. All right. Jeff Hines says, thanks for at least getting it. Uh, they should be called Moo Metal for Mood Metal since it's a good listen on a rainy day. Uh, I once took mushrooms and saw them live circa 2003. Then had Scooter sign the bag they were in. LOL. Hashtag Cold Army. That's a true Cold Army right there. Uh, Tom said, I didn't listen to the episode yet, but I could not give a fuck less about what anybody <laughs> thinks of this band or this album. This is one of the best overall albums from that era. Completely underrated. <sighs> We That's may have fair. lost Tom as a listener. <laughs> I responded to that and just put hashtag cold army because that's how we should have ended that. Uh, and Alejandro said hashtag cold army strong. All right. Jake says this was a great episode, but now that mushroom head and cold episodes have been pestered into existence, I'm going to slide in another request for maximum the hormone. We got a couple smiley faces, the sunglasses. All right. That maximum the hormone push. It's a strong one. It's legit. It's legit. Elric came in with a good old Roach Coach meme. Love him. It's got a, it's from the, it's a, it's basically a meme of the Simpsons. Um, I don't know what episode it's from. Basically, um, it looks like uh, Bart's trying to get into like a treehouse, uh, but Bart's head has been replaced with scooters. And the person denying him entry into the treehouse has been replaced with the Roach Coach emblem. It says, um, sorry, you can't join the Genius Club, Scooter. And Scooter says, but why not? I have two song meanings comments telling me a genius. 
And then uh, the prince says, I mean, and then and then Scooter says, I mean, come on, Burton C. Bell doesn't have any. And then Burton C. Bell sticks his head out the treehouse and says, I consider myself a genius. <laughs> I mean, that's deep roach coach lore right there. Deep. It's true. Deep. It's true. Uh, Timothy John Henderson says, yes to Glassjaw. Pretty please. Uh, Daryl Palumbo definitely equals genius. Yeah, we don't need any more cold album reviews. We have arrived at the end of the road. Bye-bye, Scooter. Several hands waving. I agree. Uh, Sheldon also created a meme for us. This is one of the wildest memes. Uh, Have you seen this, Jenny? No, I have not. I have not clicked this. Please click this meme. All right. I'm clicking the meme. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, well <laughs> yeah do you want to describe it or uh <laughs> yeah it's that daniel glover video what's it called? donald glover's this oh, is america daniel glover donald glover i don't know childish gambino <laughs> yes uh it's uh it says jenny bloomer listening to cold it appears the choir is alive at that time and then murders them on the podcast they're they're all dead. Well, I, you know, I wouldn't kill anybody. <laughs> but this is America. <laughs> yeah, but this is America. Uh, yes. Well, thank you. I think <laughs> I had no idea that existed until this moment. Uh, Alejandro says, first off, I have to commend Jenny for actually taking the time to listen to this album. Well, thank you. Uh, I can't believe we actually got this album. This is another reason why this is the best podcast around. Please do one of the Angel's Disciples glass jaw. I'll be the second one to state that Daryl Palumbo is a certified genius. The lyrics on their debut album are angst-ridden with vocal delivery that would fit in with any new metal band. That's two calls of Daryl Palumbo as a genius in, in who's tweeting. Does Let me throw that out. Does that qualify him for the genius list? Not sure. That's my like boring answer. <laughs> so I'm not sure. Matt, what do you think? Oh boy, guys. <laughs> oh boy. Don't get me in this one. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All well, right. that'll be a mystery to be solved in the future. All right. And um Louise asked the question, What's butt rock? And Sheldon said, I too would like a definition. I tried to explain it to someone. I know it when I hear it, but words defy me. Roach Coach, can we give a definitive definition of what butt rock is? Because certainly we know it when we hear it. 100%. But. <sighs> butt rock. If you hear something and it, it brings to mind the image of an embroidered back pocket of jeans, that's part of it i want to make a noise at you want to make a noise at me no no i mean at you everybody listening you man yes but also if you hear somebody go <laughs> yes that's but yeah but can you, but if somebody asks you that and you go like ah what are you doing <laughs> i i don't know how to concisely uh capture what butt rock is it really is a, you know it when you hear it, you know it when you see it. Um, but I, it, it's that funny thing of like, um, 
ACDC isn't butt rock. It's classic Correct. rock. You know. But if I saw a bar band AC cover, cover band ish. Cover band. Cover back in black, that's butt rock. Do you know what I'm saying? If there is rock and roll music being played on a pontoon, mm-hmm. nine yeah. times out of ten. Right. That's butt rock. I would it's, say the uh, oh I'm sorry, Jenny, go ahead. I think it's rock music that <laughs> is coming from a place <laughs> that is a butt. <laughs> I, the thing is, you said that and I felt like I had just done you might be a redneck if <laughs> if you're hearing rock music on a pontoon. You might be butt rock. No, I think it's like a lot of times butt rock is uh, just rock for a party about the good old boys, but it's got a layer of something over it that might trick you into believing for a moment that it's more serious and has like something more to say. There's also a lot of, I think, you know when you hear it, I don't have the vocabulary to like describe like actual technical things about music, which might make me a poor choice to be like 110 a episodes in a music podcast. But I don't know. Okay, is Bob Seger butt rock? No, no. classic rock. Classic rock. ACDC, but a Bob Seger cover band. I think uh, it would depend on the vocal stylings. Yeah, I think okay. it would depend. I mean, because the other thing with the Bob Seger vocal band, that's still going to be pretty mid-tempo. I mean, here's the other thing I think of is the difference between the first Drowning Pool album and the second Drowning Pool album. Like, all that changed was the vocalist. But the guy they got the second time, like, he was like his... I, oh, man, it is such a fucking tenuous thing that we're trying to explain here, this what butt rock is you know so but, the, i'm, I'm going to i just keep okay. i'm going to keep throwing okay. some bands. is okay. god smack butt rock mm, sometimes mm, sometimes they flirt <laughs> they flirt with they butt fl- rock but the new creed? album creed is yeah creed's butt rock jenny yeah creed is like butt rock ballads cuz okay. i think of buck cherry as like party butt rock mhm yeah okay yeah. I'm just trying to like if we can find the the bands. I want to say it's a yowl. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. The, the, yeah. That like yeah. Okay. Like here's the thing. Like Creed. I guess yeah. It's like a is is sort of like a proto Yarly butt rock situation. But like Alter Bridge is definitely butt rock. Like unequivocally. I think it's also a thing of like. A new metal band wants to start a pit, but a butt rock band wants to party. Like a new metal band definitely wants to party, but also wants to start a pit. But a butt rock band just wants to party. There's not a lot of anger in butt rock. Yeah. There's like hurt, but it's Mm. not, I don't know that I would say it was angsty. No, yeah, yeah, because that's the thing is that's that's also the difference. I mean, like, why I think some people didn't like those mid-tempo Mudvayne records is they got away from 
getting all technical and new metal. And got is, it, all, mm-hmm. is it rock that doesn't mean it? Yeah, I think that's part of it. It's also rock that barely rocks. <laughs> yeah. I already I regret saying that. It's rock. It's that. rock that barely rocks. <laughs> but the thing yeah. is, it's trying yeah. to be like we rock, but like you fucking don't, you dorks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Um, last one from Mike. Uh, he just also says that we should do glass jaw. So everybody wants us to do glass jaw. Um, he says, oh, the, oh, I, I guess I should read this. Um, it's been far too long since we've had some unabashed new metal misogyny for Jenny to wrestle with. And all <laughs> of us, I'd predict no less than a half a dozen woo boys from Matt on this one. So apparently, apparently he wants us to, he wants us to do glass jaw. So we'll all go, oh my. So <laughs> clutches. Pearls. Thanks. It's yeah. definitely been too long since I've been confronted with misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> Never worry about that, Mike. <laughs> I work in tech and I do comedy outside of this. So like I'm pretty (laughs) come up against it all the time. eh? I mean, not like you do comedy. I know. How does that work? I'm not even sure. I have to plug my vagina every time. Because if you leave it unplugged, it sucks all the humor in. (laughs) That's why no one laughs at women. All right. You just cracked the code on that one. <laughs> I sure did. Um, but I appreciate the glass jaw suggestions. We'll give them a listen. All right. That is it for who's <laughs> tweeting. Keep on tweeting Facebook, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. The album of the week, <laughs> New Metal Forefathers Month. Helmet. Meantime. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released June 23rd, 1992. Very early. Very early. Uh, Jenny, any history with Helmet and this album? Um, uh, this album is one that I listened to, I think, probably for the first time in maybe 2002-ish, I guess, would have been the time that I was getting into stuff that was more like this. I definitely heard Unsung, but as far as listening to the whole album, I hadn't. Um, this came up uh a dude I was friends with when I went to Michigan state briefly recommended it to me. Um, so I listened to it and I thought it was really cool, but it, it wasn't something that I'd heard outside of unsung was a pretty popular song. So I'd heard that here and there, but I didn't have any true history with this band. Um, but yeah, that's about it for me. How about you, Lauren? Uh, so my history with helmet is basically starts and ends with the, uh, crow soundtrack. Um, and their song on their milk toast, which I thought was fucking awesome. And then uh, they put an album out shortly after that, which I think was the follow-up to this one called Betty. And I don't know if somebody told me it wasn't great or I read a review that wasn't super positive, but I never pursued them beyond that. Um, but I mean, they were always a band that I was aware of. And I, anytime I put on that Crow soundtrack, I would, you know, that was one of the best songs on it. Um, and, uh, I did listen to actually the most recent helmet album that came out. I want to say like a year ago or so, and it was fine. It was all right. Um, but yeah, this was actually my first time hearing this album. So Matt Nas. Oh, guys. Uh Oh, own this one on CD. Uh, the first pressing, which had a red jewel case, um, loved this record. 
in particular the singles. I mean, uh, you are absolutely correct. Unsung was a staple on our new rock uh, radio station. Saw them open for Sepultura and Ministry Mm -hmm. in 92 Mm -hmm. on the Psalm 69 tour. And bought, um, because I'd never bought Betty, um, which is interesting because I got Strap It On, which I think was their first independent release. Mm -hmm. But I was a uh, re-release after uh, Meantime hit. And I didn't like it. Wasn't a fan. So I stopped listening. And that was it. But Meantime was a in-rotation album for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Jenny, who's in uh, Helmet? Oh, well, that would be Paige Hamilton on vocals and lead guitar. And rugby. And rugby. <laughs> These guys, that was the other thing. These guys wore rugby's. Oh, really? Which really helped me identify them because <laughs> my mom was like, you will not dress like that when you go to school. And I was like, okay, mom. <laughs> Henry Mengetti, is that correct? On rhythm guitar. Uh, I'm sorry, Peter Mengetti on rhythm guitar. Henry Bogdan on bass and John Steiner on drums. Producer on this record? Helmet. Oh, I'm sorry, Jenny, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, they did work with some familiar names, though. We've got Steve Albini, somebody who was engineering in the meantime. And then Andy Wallace did some mixing. Gotta get Andy Wallace in there. The god of the boards, baby. Oh, man. Send it to Andy. Ah, Steve Albini didn't think so. Apparently, he was very pissy about the way that Andy Wallace uh, remixed the song that he did. And I don't know. Albini's Albini. He's particular. Oh, yeah. Well, it says here also, later, when in negotiations to record Nirvana's In Utero, Albini stipulated a clause be added to his contract stating that Wallace would not be allowed to remix the album after he had mixed Nevermind, which was released nine months before Meantime. Don't get Albini and Wallace in the same room. It's going to be tense. Wallace remixed a classic. Wallace. Wallace. How dare you? How you go- dare you? Wallace mixed uh, the Soulfly record that got buried in the ground, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I, you know, I guess I wouldn't. I think of like Steve Albini as being like a very intense kind of guy. Persnickety. Even. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like the same way about Ross. So I guess it makes sense. Andy Wallace is there to like put a little shine on the things that the gritty boys make or something. Gritty boys. <laughs> the gritty boys. It's Steve Albini and Ross Robinson's producer group. And uh, we have tags on Wikipedia for this. Genre tags, alternative metal, noise rock, and post metal. And uh should mention this was put out on Interscope. So, all right. I think that's uh, basically everything we need to know. I think we're ready to dive into this thing. Let's do it. Uh, First track, In the Meantime.
Oh, that felt good. That felt good, guys. Quite an open. Uh, Jenny, what'd you think of in the meantime? Oh, I liked it a lot. I mean, this is pretty much right up the alley of things that I'm into. So um, I really enjoyed it. I, I mean, I like this record overall. So I like how heavy it is. I guess I, I don't know if I would say it's not catchy. I mean, this this was actually nominated for a Grammy for best like like hard rock performance. It's the only thing they've ever had that's been nominated for a Grammy. But really, uh, I don't know what the live performance was, but it, it was nominated for that. Um, it was interesting to listen to this through the lens of, is this new metal? Are you a papa? Last week uh-huh. with Rage, it was very, very apparent. Hearing this song for the first time in a long time, because all long time listeners know that Jenny and Lauren listen to these albums three times, and I don't listen to them until the night of recording. But man, I hear those Papa tendrils. I hear a chug. Yep. The, the chug is very much. I don't know that we had much of a chug from Rage Against the Machine necessarily. But no. This definitely has that chug. It has that chug. I wrote um it's it's becoming a, a known thing for me now. I wrote that it is certainly aggressive. <laughs> um but I don't this is the one thing though is that and this comes up a lot on this album I don't think this song is about anything like I think these lyrics are just lyrics to have lyrics there's some talk in the comments somebody thinks it's about like rape or sex which I was like oh okay it, it's also funny because this it's not really even singing it's like yelling yeah mm-hmm. um I didn't dislike it but I didn't love it like on my second listen, I was like, "All right, here we go." <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it wasn't 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 my favorite, but I mean, it gets it, it kicks it off. It lets you know what you're in for. That is for sure. Yeah, I mean, it it sort of gave me like Ad Action Park vibes, which is a Chillac album. Um, that came out a couple of years later, and that Steve Albini is in Chillac. He obviously. sure is. Uh, and that's like one of my favorite albums ever. So really, yes, I, I love know that. I love at Action Park. So I liked it uh, just based on that too. I mean, even though I heard this first, I didn't like fall in love with it in the same way. But I can totally understand it. It's not. There's no hook. No, no, because even the chorus is just him yelling. In the meantime, yeah, yeah. if I remember properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's and it's almost like like I said like it's almost like a it's like I an guess afterthought. Is, yeah, like I guess this is where this would go, but it's not that important. It's not important. I wouldn't say not that important. It is not important to me. Like, you know, that's I'm just here to chug and to crush. That's that's my plans. So <laughs> those are my plans. Those are my plans. What are you doing this weekend, Lauren? Uh, I'm just here to uh to crush. That's, you know, just to here to, <laughs> to crush. chug and to crush, to chug and to crush. Yeah, that's all I'm here to do. That's all I have in my planner anyway. That um, sounds pretty in good. In my shared calendar with my family, they can go. Oh, what's what, what's Lauren doing? Oh, he just has chug and crush for the weekend. So, all right, all right. Well, let's see if those weekend plans panned out. Uh, up next, we've got Ironhead. <laughs> Thank you. 
we've got more of that chug here. Um, once again, the lyrics seem to be more built around what I wrote to be aggressive signifiers than meaning. Kill, attack, bite, dead, pain. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're just running through like real raw aggression. And my thought was like, oh, you know, who's the papa and that whole deal. Like with this one, it's like a lot of these bands, I think, heard that and were like, okay, yeah, let's let's take some of that heaviness, but let's just put a little bit of a a little bit of a swing on it. You know, I think that's where the, you know, the, the hip hop influence comes in in a lot of these bands, you know, later is that they take something like this chug and then put that on top of it. Uh, but the chug, I mean, I'm just, it's the solid chug. Is it also because like, and I, I, I asked this kind of weirdly again, looking for tendrils, looking for, looking for like, how they could be the papa mm-hmm. the chug is there but like i don't remember and maybe it's just because of my metal illiter- illiteracy tons of bands doing this type of guitar tuning because it sounds it's like drop tuning it's like lower like it's it's not like clean like this is 1992 yeah so like we're this isn't grunge by a long shot so like this isn't this is not nirvana not that came out in 92 if i remember correctly yeah 91 91 okay but it like hit hard in 92 is that what it was um i think the 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 story is that it peaked at number one at like the very beginning of 1992 if i if i remember it usurped michael jackson or something like that that's right yeah Mm mm-hmm so if I remember, if my history serves me well from a popular music frame of mind, we're kind of coming out of hair metal. We're coming out of Guns N' Roses. We're coming out of, I mean, like, this is broad strokes here, right? This is not. But we're kind of coming out of that wave. Grunge is about to hit hard, but here's Helmet with something that's a little bit dirtier. Yeah. A yeah. little bit lower, a little bit gruffer. And I think that is the tendril in my mind to new metal. Also, the vocal style, it's definitely not rapping, but yeah. it's like it's like flirting with it almost. It's not, it's I, I guess I'm not really even sure how exactly to like describe it, but he's certainly not singing. Right. He is not singing. Yeah. And, and he's not quite, I mean, he's not, you know, he's not talk singing either. It's not like we're listening to the fall or something like that, but um, yeah. But when I, I think of like know. roots, yeah. B- bloody roots. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. That's a one-to-one for sure. Um, Songmeanings.com commenter Kaztor. you really need an iron head to get through this song without severe neck snapping this is why head banging was invented helmet rules i could see that it's interesting because i always associate helmet with prong in my mind mm-hmm. i don't know how it's been a long time since i've heard prong snap your fingers snap your neck which is, I think, is kind of like their biggest hit, if my memory serves me right. Yeah, 
They got they got one more after that. I think it's Rude Awakening or something like that. That's pretty killer, but yeah. But I always associate like they're paralleled as well, even though I don't think we're going to do them for for Father's Month. <laughs> I don't think so. And uh, one other comment on songmeanings.com. Mr. Cassidy said, not the most sensical of songs, but if you feel like breaking some punk motherfucker's jaw, <laughs> this would be the song to do it to. Woo! Well, I think there's another thing that we get here. This is a very specific type of aggression that mm. I think you get in some of like my favorite examples of like what I think new metal is. I I guess it's not I wouldn't be surprised to hear that any of these songs were about coming after posers. Mm. Whether we can decipher that or not in the lyrics, that's the vibe. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Cause yeah, I I mean just just on a a pure aura level, I don't think this is a, a band that uh, suffers posers at all. So all right, uh, next up we have give it. Jenny, thoughts on Give It? I like this song. I think this is a not the Papa song. I agree. Um, this gives me a lot more of that like post-metal alternative, which I love. So it's hard for me to like say anything negative about it's not even negative. Right. It's just like I really like this album, but this to me is very much not. I don't think this is something that would have necessarily inspired new metal bands. Lauren? No, yeah, I agree. This one has, um, it's got a little bit of a swing to it, but that riff is very reminiscent of like just a lot of stoner rock. You know, Caius, mm -hmm. early Queens of the Stone Age. Um, I, the other thing it really reminded me of was that, um, that Pinback uh, side project, Goblin Cock. If you guys oh, saw that. God, yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah like that, like seems that's another one-to-one -one on that one um with those i think they were just like let's with that with that with that band it just seemed like they were like let's just make the riffs just like super huge and there's like nothing else so um this one also has like a long riffing outro i mean yeah this one i did yeah i didn't really get a new metal vibe from this one although this was the vocal style i'm most familiar with for helmet um because this is how he sings on milk toast on the Crow soundtrack, he doesn't yell like on those first two songs. So when this one came out, I'm like, ah, the singing style I remember. 
So Matt Nas. Um, also, um, kind of that predecessor. I definitely said the stoner rock aspect of it. Also, a groove. There is a groove to this song. I think. Oh yeah. yeah. You definitely see this one heading more towards clutch. Oh yes. Like big time. <laughs> like, holy <laughs> shit. So yeah, definitely not what I would consider the new metal. It's I, not the new metal papa. Yeah. Is the, I don't know enough about Clutch. Clutch comes after this, right? Clutch was formed, I want to say, in 92, but their first record isn't until... I want to say 96, but I'm probably wrong. I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. Because, yeah, that's I was thinking uh, of Clutch a lot when I listened to this, but I wasn't sure. I thought that they were formed around the same time, but... First Clutch album, studio album is 93. Okay. So. Well, it makes sense. Did I say 93? You said I, 92 that they formed. Oh, all right. So 93, not too right, far off. Okay. Wikipedia says they formed in 91. Okay. So I'm wrong all the way around. <laughs> no, Matt, you're wrong. And I'm just going to start crying. And, and they, <laughs> they debuted with an EP called Pitchfork that came out in 91, but it has no, no date. It just says 1991, because that's how EPs came out. They just wandered into the street, and it just, was like, yeah, they just year? wash up on shore, and and then they go, "Are you okay?" And the EP goes, "What what year is it?" <laughs> I'm a time traveling EP. <laughs> it's 1991. I can't right. tell you where my time machine is, but it exists. When were you born? I don't know, but 1991 will say is when I came to be. All right, up next. We have Unsung. God, I love that song. Uh, so yeah, when I first heard this one, I was like, oh, I've heard this song before. I just didn't know it was Helmet or just never put it put it together. Um, this is a weird one for Papa Not the Papa. 
um, which I guess is what we're going to be calling this the rest of the month. <laughs> um, <laughs> Papa, not the Papa. Yeah, is that this is like a um, like uh, like is that my dad? Maybe for a second, but I'm not sure. Like you know, because like little bits of the song have like like a like when it comes out of the chorus back into the verses again. It's got a little bit of this sort of chug that I associate with new metal, but the rest of the song all feels more just like alt metal, alt rock. I feel like if this is not the Papa, then this definitely facilitated the meeting where your mama and Papa met. Like this is, (laughs) this might not quite be like something that new metal bands directly like lifted from, but the influence, I can definitely see it. Even if it's just whatever the thing is that like slowly tips popular music in such a way that it opens up for things that are more like this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny that we're doing this record second. Because compared to Rage, Helmet isn't even a band. You know what I mean? In terms of like financials. Right. But I... Mm-hmm. I love touchstones. If you've talked to me personally, I, I will always say like there's there's things that are just like touchstones. And I, you're, in my opinion, correct, Jenny. This is this is a touchstone. It's tangent tangential, blee goo, uh, hubly. Uh, but it, it's in proximity. It is not a papa. It did not. This song did not father a new metal child. But it was in the mixtape that did. Yeah. Yeah. I got that. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because, it, and, yeah. It's, and to me, it's because of the aggression. Like, even though that's, that is a pop song. Like, that is the closest Helmet has or ever will come to a straight-ahead rock pop song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would say Milk Toast maybe more, but that's just me and my love of the song Milk Toast. <laughs> but okay, mm-hmm. I'll accept that, and I'll just say like in their catalog, there aren't a ton of songs that oh yeah are that straight ahead. Well, they're really in the pocket on this song, yes. which they normally aren't. They normally like to, I don't want to say like they're like improvising like they're fucking fish or something, but... Like, uh, they're definitely a little, like, yeah, a little more looser. You know. They like to noodle. They like to noodle a little bit, but they don't want to get out of hand. Um, I will mention that, I mean, uh, while this isn't Rage Against the Machine level, this was um, a successful record, uh, well-received by music critics. Did only peak at number 68, but was certified gold and has sold over 2 million copies worldwide. Christ guy reviewed it. He fucking did. <laughs> Jenny, what did he say? Uh, let's see. What did he say? Give me just one second here. He gave it two stars. Um, or two asterisks, I should say. Uh, he says, speeding, crunching, giving as bad as they get. And he says, unsung, give it. Is that good? Is that bad? Two stars, according to the book, means honorable mention. Okay. So, well, from Christgau, that's not too bad. That's not too bad at all. Uh, songmeanings.com 
Um, so I read this comment and I didn't realize the attachment this song had to something else. So when I first read this comment, I was swear to God, like, what the fuck is this comment? It's from commenter. The world sucks. They said, this song is so damn good. Love it. It's the best song to pump out through the speakers in your car while driving over unsuspecting little kids and their parents. Helmet is a good band. Too bad. Only pages left. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? I was literally like, what is this comment? I did not know what to make of it. Come to find out, the reason I know this song, I guess, is that it is on the soundtrack to Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Mm-hmm. And that is what he is saying in reference to. But when I first read it, I was like, whoa, we've had some people get pretty wild in these comments before. You know, never forget that guy who was like, Ed Gaines cool, right? And we're like, no. <laughs> but like, <laughs> this was, I was like, what is this guy admitting to? Jesus. Anyway. All right. Up next, we've got Turned Out. This is a po- like calling out posers track. Very new metal. This yes, like yeah. this. It's got the chug. It has the aggression. The vocal stylings are really getting there. Yeah, mm-hmm. calling out posers. Mm-hmm. This one, I think that DNA test came yeah. back. Th- this one's like Paige. Uh, <laughs> you're a papa. You are the father. Yeah. Um. I mean, that start-stop riff is like a proto-system of a down situation. And then the opening riff right off the top, I was like, oh, man, like how many bands that we've listened to have cribbed this, almost this exact riff in some capacity. Uh, So, yeah, this one felt immediately um, familiar. What is funny, though, is that these lyrics uh, for Helmet have, I mean, I don't want to say a joke, but maybe like a touch of humor in them with the high times, hard time, downtown Julie Brown. But even then he doesn't feel the need to sell it. Like, even though he's put his, a joke into his own song, he's still like, I'm not going to sell it though. Like, I'm just going to sing it. Like I sing everything else. Um, which I thought was funny. Can we uh, talk yeah. about something else that I think is 
noteworthy at least. Absolutely. You're not hearing a lot of guitar solos. Oh no. None whatsoever. That that is also because like guitar solos were a thing. Helmet has no real guitar solos. Yeah, they got jam outs, but not guitar solos. Yeah, that's very true. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's more of like a... Yeah, I mean, Alt-Rock's doing that. Pearl Jam's doing that. Nirvana's doing that. But these guys, yeah. I mean, yeah. And then, yeah. They the want nothing to, to do with it. No, absolutely not. That feels new metal to me. Don't hear a lot of guitar solos in new metal. No. I mean, that was... That's the great... I mean, I hate to bring it up, but on a good old sane anger aka street anger stanger stanger um in the famous movie about it some kind of monster there's that argument kirk hammett's like hey we should put some solos on this and they're like well no one does solos right now and kirk hammett's like well then we should definitely do solos so we don't date the record and they were like we're not listening to you it's a tense movie commenter kaz tour on songmeanings.com says this sounds like someone's hitting you in the face with a brick and a jazzy time signature all Sounds right. about right to me. And uh, Nate808 says, uh, Turned Out is about poverty tourism, the well-schooled, well-heeled person pretending that they're living rough just for their image. It has the derisive attitude toward fake personas, which is a common helmet theme. There you go. Posers. 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 All right. Up next, He Feels Bad. this one um so you would say that you feel bad i feel so bad for not liking <laughs> this song um but it does the thing is it does have a guitar solo on it um because i did write it in my notes that i don't love it except for the solo so interesting yeah but um diving into these lyrics because you know me, I run up against some real impenetrable lyrics. Every now and again, I just got to dive in and see what I can figure it out. But I got to admit something, you guys. Songmeanings.com had zero comments. And so this thing, I'm going to be honest, kind of baffled me. So these are this is what I got. If you guys can help me out, best you can. I'm thinking, this, this, is, what, this is what I thought. Maybe meaningless sex or sex work. Or a soulless corporate work, or the POV of an abuser, 
I am not sure. Because it kind of runs through all of them. Mm-hmm. Or none of them. I don't know. Paige Hamilton, you are a mystery. You're obtuse, Hamilton. He is definitely obtuse. So I'm going to ask ignorant metal questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. How far away is Helmet from Pantera's walk? I thought that was like 93. It is 92, 93. 93, you were correct, 93. Yeah, Recorded in vulgar. 91. Yeah, but like not- how far away musically is now Dimebag is on another level, so yeah. hard to Oh well, and Phil's on another level too, so it's not I would say that like New Metal lives between those two things. Interesting. Cause I think that Helmet gives me a little bit more of like a slacker stoner vibe. Phil is just like pissed on a level like that on, an- that, on another level yeah a new level <laughs> a new <laughs> he level wrote a song about it <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but i think that that the like uh that's what like takes pantera into that like just straight up like metal aggression outside of just like musically but also like phil's aggression whereas like you where you have Paige hamilton it feels much more like a uh, I don't know, like an average dude's frustration. Mm. Throw yeah. it in the middle. You've got a little bit more than average, like aggression. Um, I think you're exactly right because that's always what new metal felt like to me. Is that it was more? It wasn't grandiose. It was more like the best version of an everyman best version in loose quotes but like fred is identifiable right you you know like you know like chino is untouchable but you've met a chino in your life yeah i wonder where that puts like a dream in then well oh well i think it's <laughs> i think it also comes down to this think of Paige hamilton is like literally every man working stiff and think of phil anselmo as a rock star so then What's your middle ground with new metal? Is your everyman aspiring to be a rock star? Ah, ah. because that's that's <laughs> what that's what Fred is. Um, I mean, I think that's what they all sort of aspire to because they're also all. I mean, the general tone of a lot of new metal is this sort of like wounded boy becoming a man, still dealing with the wounds of childhood and other things, you know. And, but still coming back to it in a way that like, like, I don't like, if we're going to stick with the Pantera thing, when we think of Pantera, we think of their songs, even if they have songs that are, and I don't, I'm not intimately familiar with the Pantera catalog. So, you know, let me know in the comments how wrong I am. But, uh, the, I'm sure Josh Toomey is waiting to light us up. He's tippity tapping away already. The idea of being that like their songs are from like a adult man point of view and they're not dwelling on those childhood things they're dwelling on wounds but they're wounds earned as an adult while more of the new metal thing is more of like wounds of a childhood that have not been fully healed that they're still dealing with uh yeah that's that sort of mix and then to go to your question about draymond 
I, I feel like Draymond is a bit, I mean, a bit of the exception. He's kind of already. Every like genre a, needs a showman. He's a, he's a <laughs> the fully greatest formed showman. <laughs> the, the greatest <laughs> showman. I mean, yeah, he's kind of like right out the gate, fully formed, like rock star. You know, Draymond's not going to come out on stage in like street clothes and like a baseball hat. Like no, no. he no. comes out in a straight jacket and has someone take him out of it, and then he goes into a song. So I mean, yeah, right there. That's that's your big difference. Um, so yeah, so that is that is an interesting sort of yeah connective tissue on those two. Um, I will say the song title, um, that could cover like a lot of new metal. <laughs> yeah, he feels bad. <laughs> he feels bad. All right, up next, we've got Better. Yeah, now I'm mad that you said that thing about like almost rap. Like that's all I hear. Like it's like it's not rap, but it's like just a, didn't you say the thing about almost rap? I thought it was Jenny. I mean, it doesn't matter who says it as long as it was right. <laughs> we have it recorded. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just hear this almost rap sort of like the way that he's just spitting out his words. Like I could see him, you know pitching his guitar to the side and like grabbing the mic and just doing, you know, aggressive hand movements to these verses. I mean, I got a very aggressive motivational speaker vibe from this song more than anything else. So especially with the first line, get it right. <laughs> Jesus. Get it right. Get it right. Jenny, what'd you think of this one? Um, uh, I'm going to be boring again and say that I like it. Um, I do agree where it's like this almost rapping. We still have that aggression. Um, at this point, I sort of feel like we get it, um, which isn't necessarily bad. It's it's weird to listen to albums in this in this way sometimes, especially albums that you already like, because it's like, yeah, I get it, but normally I'm not listening to this like three times in a row critically. Right. I'm just putting this in and being like, oh yeah, this is sweet. And then listening to it uh, and not thinking about it in any like deep, or not that I'm like getting deep listening to it, but <laughs> you know, I guess I never really had to consider the sameness of this record, which then makes me wonder uh, about 
the way that sometimes when we're doing like just straight up of the era new metal records and I'm like it all sounds the same uh well this a lot of it sounds quite the same and I would not argue that like if this was anything other than like a really great record so I don't know maybe I need to check myself in the future perhaps <laughs> I learned that's what this is all about. I mean, I definitely got a um, sameness vibe. Like, it, it, it became clear to me. I mean, it's pretty clear, I think, by, like, the fourth song that, like, fil- uh, Filter, uh, Helmet have, like, a pretty limited, you know, toolbox that they pull from. Matt Nas? Yeah, it, this is, I mean, this is track, what, seven mm-hmm. of ten? Oh, God, ten songs on an album. Dare we dream? Dare we dream? Um, how respectful of our time is this record? Oh, this is very respectful of our time. This album clocks in at 36 minutes and 56 seconds. I think it's only because we're being more analytical that we're even noticing it. I think this album would pass by in a dream. It would just be like, oh, it's over? Yeah. Not my favorite song. Kind of the back 40 of this record never sealed the deal for me i think it's a stronger first half than it is a back half these songs are good songs but they're not like i would put in the meantime give it an unsung on any mixtape and feel good about it whereas like i'm not putting better on anything yeah i agree with the back half being a little because i know on yeah on my first listen i remember feeling that vibe of like okay i get helmet i get the sound and i was like how many more tracks do i have to go and it's only a 36 minute album so i got a little impatient with this one in the first listen all right well let's keep going through we've only got a few more left uh up next we've got you borrowed that guitar sound that guitar sound that drop guitar low that sound to me is very new metal. Sorry, just had yeah, to point no, it out. Don't. Okay, great. To... Perfect. Don't be sorry, sorry okay. guys. God. Oh. wrote in my notes uh was good riff very new metal i just decided to wait till after we'd listen to the song god damn it <laughs> <laughs> but matt Nas, he was just like i fucking hear it i'm not letting this pass me by also, too many opportunities I got, 
I got a moody boy. Yep. Big moody boy from these vocals. That chorus was a moody boy. Yeah. For yeah. as much as it was a chorus. Yeah. Is he doubling his vocals? Yes. yes. Okay. That's what I thought, but which I know that because I read it on Wikipedia, not because I even know what that means. At all. <laughs> well, I mean, that one, I mean, they point out that that's something that everybody picked up. I'm like, well, who's a famous double tracker of their vocals, you guys? Anybody? Well, well, there's there's a couple people. Well, Kurt Cobain famously double tracked his vocals on yes. Teen Spirit. The Beatles double track their vocals all the time. But Ozzy fucking Osbourne also is a double tracker. Okay, so we got all these double trackers that are pre-page. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Matt Nas, he really went to the mat with this one. But who <laughs> listened to this music, Ooh. not those ones, and said, oh, I got to do that shit? I'm going to throw a name. One Frederick Durst. All right. Get those, get those slow boys. Get you rearranged. Oh yeah, my boy's double tracking his vocals. Yeah, this is. A, I like this. This is a good one. Good vocal. Good riffs. Jenny, anything else? Not at all. Let's go on to the next song. We've got F B L A two. a new metal noise yeah weird scraping noises only hear those in two places scary stories and new metal songs <laughs> that's right you're like what's that weird scraping noise is it a hook scraping against the roof of my car or, or... Is it a track on a corn album one of the, or or is it is it head and monkey on the hood of my car with their seven strings, exactly. making it happen. Oh, man. One of those is a great surprise. The other one, terrifying. You pick which. That's the listener you pick. You guys know. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, what did you think of this one? Um, I thought it was good. I definitely thought the uh, the scrapey noises were very new metal. Um, but again, I, you know, I feel like we understand what Helmet's going for. We hear the mission of this album. I feel we're good. We're good. Yeah, Matt? I'm good. Uh, one comment on songmeanings.com from one Jeff Chaos 71 who wanted to let us know that FBLA means Future Business Leaders of America. All right. Well, thanks. We Thank you. Well, that will lead us very nicely into the last song on this album. It is called Role Model. <laughs> Thank you. 
some Ooh. chunky bass. Very chunky bass. Jenny, thoughts on role model? Um, this one definitely felt more just like straight up post metal to me, but I liked it. Matt, like I liked it too. Uh, didn't feel like it was a papa. That's not a papa. No. Um. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I uh, there's no comments and song meanings, so I once again had to figure it out. I could figure is it's from the POV of either a healer, a priest or preacher, or a charlatan. Oh. Oh. So. It's funny uh, because, like, in listening to this record, mm-hmm. it's a no fucking nonsense record. Like, there oh. hasn't there has not been a lot for us to kind of do bits with or glom onto or do like some of those things that we like to do during re- this is totally no bullshit oh yeah. yeah i mean this is yeah there's no dicking around at this record at all um because the other thing is i was thinking about it the this is once again talking about music dancing about architecture very touchy but like the riffs on this record are almost like um like intended to just be sort of like slabs that sort of just hit you and either it go it hit it hits you like a wave cuz you're into it or it flattens you on the ground while a lot of new metal riffs have like a crisp swing to them so they sort of like they hit you but they don't necessarily want to flatten you they want to scoop you up in a way like just to be hookier does that make sense but they still yeah. have that remit that that's still that sort of similar vibe. I know you. I think it's just that new metal often just veers more in the direction of pop. Yeah. And other than unsung, I don't think this is a pop record. No. I think that the record labels thought it was going to be a pop record. They wanted it to be a pop record. But it's not. Uh so I think that's kind of what you meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, then I guess we're at, uh, the part of the show, um, which is called, are you the papa? Papa? Yeah. Um, the so paternity test of the paternity show. Paternity test of the show. Papa talk, whatever you want to call it. Um, Jenny, we'll start with you. Um, all right. I'm opening the envelope. <laughs> Helmet. You are not the father. Whoa. You are the very involved uncle. <laughs> I was going to say you're the stepfather. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely involved. Direct father. I'm not so sure. But the the elements, there were a lot of elements there. But I feel like this is once removed in some way from something that I would directly say. Mm-hmm this was the thing that then it's like from a to c like i'm looking for a b to be the father this is like once removed at least i feel yeah well i mean if we want to play into the rage thing uh, rage against the machine obvious papa does not want anything to do with new metal new metal then has to get a stepfather a concerned uncle if you will who's like hey you know i know you got a lot from your dad i got a couple chugs over here but generally, I'm doing my own thing. Take of that what you will. And they only took a couple things. And they were like, well, they're the father's son. What do you think, Lauren? 
Um, I said Helmet has one move, which is grinding riffs under simple, meaningless, monochromatic vocals. Definitely see the influence, but they didn't take a lot into the genre. So I agree with you. Yep. Matt Nas. I think stepfather is the way to say it, is, is, is the way to go, or involved uncle. I think you're right. I, it's not a one-to-one. There, there isn't a... Th- it's chugs, but fucking, can we build a house on chugs? Many oh. have tried. Many oh, have tried. Never try to build a house on chugs. Never I pass mean, the there are some genres that have definitely tried. Well, because like I would not say that Pantera is a papa. No. You know, no. but if I built a house on chugs... There's some chuggy Pantera stuff. <laughs> yeah, sure. And, I don't want to get into a chug slippery slope situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and also keep in mind, uh, what the last album that Dimebag made before he died was, as my understanding, a new metal record. So, you know, you have that there as well. Wow, you may have just ignited something. That is according to Wikipedia tags and recommendations from listeners. So... All right. Well, there we have it. Helmet, you are not the papa, but, but you're an important part of new it, metal's life. It's I good to so. see you. On, it's good to see you on holidays and, you know, random weekends. That does bring us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening as uh as Roach Coach dives through New Metal Forefathers month. Next week, another forefather. Who will be? Who will we be chest- testing the paternity of? Tune in and listen. Uh, we do got to talk about one thing, you guys. It's called the Juggalo Hundo. Juggalo Hundo. One hundred. So we're uh, staying steady. Um, Seventy-seven on the American iTunes uh, plus our international numbers brings us to, I believe, eighty-three, eighty-two. Right. Eighty-three. Now? Yeah. Eighty-three. Uh, which Jenny, you said is. What percent of the way? Um, hold on. Eighty-three. Eighty-three percent, if my math is correct. Eighty-three percent of the way. All right. Uh, once we get one hundred reviews on iTunes, we do a special ICP episode on the amazing Jekyll Brothers. We just got to get those hundred reviews on iTunes. So we seem to have come to a standstill. It was bound to happen. <laughs> but let's. Let's just dig in. I mean, in we've been doing it. this for 10 years. So we've we been doing it. this for 10, going on 11 years. We Peaks yeah. and valleys. This just you know? means that if we get one review a year in 17 years, <laughs> we'll do it. And it'll be a perfect time because your sweet babe will be graduating high school. Oh, my, my God. My, my sweet kid. daughter will graduate yeah. from high school. My kid will be in college. It'll be perfect. Yeah, it'll be perfect very time. embarrassing. We should wait. <laughs> So that we can embarrass your children. Oh, God, when we do yeah. That. Do we have? Um, do we have over six? Or uh, that would be eight. Do we have over nine hundred albums to do? Uh, we'll find them. We'll find them. I mean, we can just keep doing new metal forefathers. Yeah, we month. could create this like family tree. We could keep going. <laughs> we brought up prong today. Who yeah. knows where else that could take us? You know what? Somebody, you know, a bunch of people get in the comments and they're just like, do all the Pantera records. Just fucking do them, you know? So Do some pavement records. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm in. There you go. You know, episode 800, we're doing fucking Smashing Pumpkins. It's really out of hand. <laughs> Gets into know? wig talk. Oh, yeah, wig we talk. Just, 
We just have a month of wig talk. People are like, fuck you. Is this even new metal? No, what? definitely not. But man. <laughs> Check out those riffs. There you go. And then, yeah, and then we'll cap it all off with a nice little run of Gavin Rosdale, where we do all the wish outs. That's right. So, so I what mean, we're saying is. We're never finished. We're never done. Oh, yeah. we're not going to quit. There's no quit in us. No. Uh, but. There should be no quit in your desire to review us on iTunes or sharing us on your social media platforms of your choice. That is right. Thank you so much. Uh, and make sure to say hello. Send us an email, roachpitchpodcast at gmail.com. That is coach with a K. Until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, thank you. Thank you. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.